everybody welcome to the show today is an amazing guest with us who is so dynamic and diverse that we can spend a whole day talking about her we have with us the amazing tal navaro she is a serial entrepreneur and international digital marketing person even in a web3 consultant speaker and owner of social media digital marketing and web3 agency she is also the founder of non-profit win uh, web which is a women's social organization which we'll be talking about which uses blockchain to fund women in need she has been interviewed for 40 under 40 as a successful leader in her own industry she started her career in social marketing in since 2006 she is one of the early persons in the industry not just in our country but i believe in the whole world so welcome to the show uh, tal a uh, quick question for you before we get into the serious question would you rather have the ability to time travel in the past or in the future <laughs> what future none none at all i don't want to know what's in the future and i don't want to go back to the past i've been through it all and i'm just happy to be where i am i live the moment and i'm here fully so none of them amazing <laughs> would you rather have a non-profit organization that focuses on immediate assistance like food shelter medicines medicine care and so on or have a long term support like education job training and mentorship why do we need to pick can we have both i i'm going to have both if i could i have those okay. charities and at least five more amazing would you rather have a child who is a prodigy in one specific area or a child child who is well rounded but not exceptional in one particular area i rather have a child who is healthy and happy and he can be in one specific area or in any a lot of areas i really don't mind he just need to be healthy and happy whatever he pick to do and whatever his abilities are and i Amazing. have two of them best so i'm i'm i hope they will be only happy and healthy that's only thing i want for them that's it that's beautiful i believe that's what all parents ex- ex- uh, expect at the end of the day so happy and healthy yeah best wishes for health and well to adam and your daughter i don't know her name what uh, yeah <laughs> mariel okay amazing let's dive into this question many many people don't know that you have spent a good 3 years into army in israel so can you tell us a story from that the, those times in the military well um yes i was a lieutenant in the in the military and um it was one of the most amazing experience that i've been through um because i was able to influence uh the younger generation and also the elder generation i had reserve armies like my father and other elder people who came to the army to practice for war and i was able to teach them communication tools and um and we used to talk about um how to you know protection and and creation of communication during the war and on the borders and uh and there 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 wasn't 
phone, right? There was no smartphone. There was barely a computer when I was in the army. Uh, we're talking about almost uh, 25 years ago. And um, it was uh, very exciting times because for me also, it was, you know, I was 18 and to be a lieutenant at the age of 18 and to be a woman in a dominated area, men dominated area, um, built a lot of who I am today gave me a lot of tools to deal with real life. And, uh, you know, I have friends that I lost in war and I have friends who have been gone very not simple things and I've saw it all. And, um, it's part of who I am today. And I'm, I, I'm feeling blessed again for every step that I've been through and I wouldn't go back to change anything uh, of that, except maybe meeting my mother again, uh, rest in peace, but except that, uh, I'll stay here in the present. It's, I believe it's a very thrilling task at the same time. Do you have any incident or story to share with us? Because it's not very often that we get to speak. Yes, yeah. from the army. So, um, <laughs> well, there's so many. I, I think one of them was that when I was at the training part, then I remember that I had to stay up all night and guard the like the, the area I had to be awake and, and go back and forth and do guarding on everyone else. And I was so tired to, in order to keep myself awake, I had like a big uh, uh, marker and I wrote DMTN, which is Depeche Mode Tal Navarro, because I used to be in love with Depeche Mode at the time. That's a band. I don't know if you know it, but it's a, it's a, a very famous band that I was adoring. And I, I wrote it on like there was a wall over there that there were a lot of paintings there and people were sketching their stuff. So I added DMTN, DMTN, and I wrote a lot of it to keep myself awake. And um, I was really young when I just started the army. And um, and I remember that the morning our chief, like our, our, our um, manager came and he said, who wrote this on the wall? He saw it. There was so many things over there, but he saw mine. He said, who is DMTN? And I immediately I said, it's me, it's me. I did it because I was I had to keep myself awake. I was awake for like 48 hours and he he made me run around the run around the the area for circles for like I don't know like 50 times <laughs> getting myself tired and anyway it was just something I remember. Um yeah, I don't know, so many things, you know. I mean, sleeping in tents in the pouring rain and building those um communication forces tools on the uh, on the ground and working with amazing team of of soldiers and being able to teach them and 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 to guide them and to be their mentor for so many things um and yeah it was a very wild experience for a young age you know uh, but it built who i am and i'm very grateful what's interesting is you even were in communications did you did you choose the field of communication yourself? Yes. Yes. Were you passionate? Yeah, there was no internet yet, right? Was There was no social media yet. I'm talking to you about 1999. Like, uh, no no internet. And I, I wanted to do communication. And I didn't even know that one day I will, that's what I'll do for a living. Be, you know, communication. Exactly. And, uh, but that time there was like a, a DOS. I don't know if you remember the DOS on the computer. It was like a green screen uh, with some something like very basic. And I was already in love with the computers when it just started. So that was type of my experience with that. 
Wow. So we can connect all the dots looking backwards. <laughs> That's amazing. Getting it. Every step you take in your life, sometimes sometimes people don't know why they've been through something or why they had to go through this terrible or a hard part in their life or failure in their life. But everything connects the dots at the end to who you are. I have I, I feel like I am a book full of chapters and every chapter is a different me. And it's always me, but it's always more of the dots that I'm collecting through the years and through my journey. And um, I've been through so many things in my life. And I feel like this book is full of amazing chapters, but every chapter is important for the chapter that I am today. And every step is another step in the stairs that brought me to be in my in where I am as of today and I'm thanking every step of it of my way for being there to create who I am today what is an advice you would give your younger self um well um <laughs> it's funny because I am again I wouldn't skip anything so Maybe I would tell myself, you know what, start to do. I mean, I started entrepreneurship when I was 20. Like literally when I lift, finished with the army, I left to New York and I opened my first business. I was 21 almost. And I it was plumbing and constructions. We had no, I had no idea in plumbing and constructions, but I was jumping into it as I started. I think that... Um, I mean, I wouldn't tell myself go earlier because I did a lot of things before, but I would maybe tell myself to, to get a mentor earlier. And actually I don't, I still don't have a mentor. I mean, it's something that I, I would love to have. I, I never thought I would, like, I never thought about it in Israel. It's not that common, or at least in, in, in my world when I was then, and only I heard about a mentor since I came to United States and I still don't find, I couldn't find someone good but I think if I had more guidance because I did everything by myself a lot of failures a lot of you know falling down a lot of loss uh, but that's okay it's part of the journey but if I think if I had someone to guide me I could even be in a, a faster I could could learn things faster than what I did but again I don't you never cry on something that was spilled like uh, on a spilled milk there is a phrase like this in Hebrew I'm not sure about the English but um, you just have, I'm happy with my journey. This is my journey. And that's what I should have been gone through in order to reach where I am today. And I'm just grateful. So I guess I would tell myself, keep on going and uh, do what you do. Exactly. Beautiful. I think that's why you are very interested in mentoring younger people now. I believe that's where it comes from, isn't it? Okay. So for me to guide younger women and younger girls is a mission for life because I feel that I have so many tools and I've been through so much in my life that now I am able to give those tools to others and educate as much as I can. And I feel like I am very privileged by having this it means that I don't want to keep it all to myself. I feel like I have so many gifts of knowledge and experience that I want to take those gifts and give it away because I, I don't need all them. I, I know them already. I want others to learn. I want others to be strong and know that they can be independent and they can 
be whoever they want and they can build and they need to believe in themselves and they're beautiful. Every woman and every girl in the world, she is beautiful the way she is and everyone is built different and everyone needs to uh, ex accept the fact that they are different than others and we don't need to look at others, other people's journeys. We don't need to look at other people's path. We need to walk on our own, accept our failures and take the lessons and go to the next thing. And I would love to guide as many women and girls on that as possible. Win, women in need. So I believe that's how you conceived the idea. How, what, what happens in this organization and through Web3, how are women being supported? So WIN is um, a nonprofit that supports uh, women in need. Um, we are an organization that is dedicated to support women who are living in war zone and facing daily battles. Um, at WIN, we believe in empowering women by providing them uh, the financial resources and opportunities to showcase their skills and their talents. Um, so the way that it works is that I'm working with charities who are in Rwanda, Nigeria, Ukraine, uh, different places around the world where they have poverty and sex trafficking and violence and have no other ways to get financial financial support. They they cannot work and they cannot provide you know food and and and, and financial resources for their families and themselves. So we are uh, enabling them to create art. They're sending the art to us and we are selling it for them on the blockchain, on the marketplace. That's the that's the main idea. We also can sell it not through the blockchain. So we have two options of sale. But right now we're, we're literally building the marketplace as we speak. It's all really new. This this idea was born approximately 10 months ago when my baby was born. I have a baby boy who was born at the same time. So I'm I'm raising both both of them together. And um, basically, we're giving them the tools to, to, to empower them. Why is it empowering them? Because now they feel that they work for something. They're not just creating art. So it, the, I know, you know, I work with charities that told me, Tal, the day that we have our girls sitting and creating art for you, they were smiling all day. They were just literally happy. And um, I was so excited to hear that because... They were not just happy because they created art, but they were happy because they're actually knowing that they are working for their money. They're creating money to uh, creating work for for finance their their families. So for me, this is everything. We also have amazing artists who are involved in this, and they're part of us. Um, they have donated art for the cause, and uh, we're selling it uh, as well. And we also have women's stories section where women are sharing their stories about what they've been through. We're giving them a voice, a face, a place to be heard, uh, a place to express themselves. Um, so a lot of women are sharing in a video uh, form or some in, in text form uh, about the art they created, about the things they have been through. And we're like um, a, a safe place for them to, to share what they have and also bring more awareness to other people, to what they have been through. Um, we are working on different levels right now. It's very, very exciting because the Beverly Hills mayor, Julian Gold, is, is my partner in this. Um, I also have amazing uh, team and amazing partners uh, who have joined us. We did um, a fashion show last month 
at uh, during the uh, NFTLA event, the Outer Age, and um, we have created. I brought twenty thought leaders who basically was, were wearing a printed art on clothing, and it was very exciting to see the clothing comes to life, the the art comes to life, and see the art the artists being presented on the stage. So it was a great opportunity to introduce also those thought leaders, also the art, the artists, uh, the women, the charities. It was all in one place. And for me, it was very, very exciting. I brought camera team. I brought, you know, makeup artists and, and everything I organized. I printed the clothes. I brought the, the leaders uh, to walk on the stage. I hosted it. And what I did is that I asked from the photographer, hey, guy, uh, listen, I would love you to send me the video as soon as possible so I could share it with Gary V's team and try to do this show on uh, VCon um, event. So on VCon event, they told, so I spoke with the team, Gary V's team. They saw the video. They loved it. They loved the idea. And they told me, listen, on, on VCon, which coming up in three weeks, it's a little bit too tight to close because they already finished uh, organizing the agenda. They already have the plan. What are we going to do? But they told me instead of that, well, you can do the fashion show at Cannes Festival in France on Gary V's private yacht. So we're going to do the fashion show on Gary V's private yacht event. It's going to take place in uh, June. And um, we're going to have very big names that I cannot uh, exclude right now. Um, but uh, it's all going to come up soon. So Win is going to get a lot of exposure soon. And I'm very, very excited. I've been working very, very hard to build this together. And I'm still working hard to build this together. And I have amazing people around me who are supporting and helping. And uh, at the end of the day, the goal is to really help as many women and girls as possible. And I'm also looking for more charities to work with. I just literally have no time to look for them. But if someone is hearing this and you have an, uh, an opportunity, you have a nonprofit or an organization who supports women and girls either in war zone or either on daily battles and war like poverty or sex trafficking or violence, I am super happy and open to support any girl from age four to age 84. I'm, I'm here for you guys. So um, yeah, let's change the world together. That's so exciting. I have seen all these images. The fashion show was amazing. Got to see so many of my friends' artworks showcased there. Even Nick was there on the ramp. Uh, Nick Kalyani, with whom uh, you also did the Nifty Dreams exhibition in Dubai, which was focused on, on the women. I contributed my art to that as well. And I'm so happy that amazing. what all the things you're doing with the team. Uh, we have an organization in my city which works with um, HIV and those who women affected by sex trafficking or prostitution. So I will I will try to connect them or do what best I can. They are they are lovely. I mean, they create a lot of wonderful artwork, but they don't know about Web three or so. Maybe one day I can well, go there we, and. The just... thing is that we are open for everyone. It's not just a Web three organization. We are. Uh, supporting women based on art and tech. So we're going to have a, 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 people who want to come and, and join the cause and want to donate. They don't have to know Web3. It's not going to be like in the front. 
everyone can donate, everyone can support, everyone can purchase the art very easily with a credit card or an Apple Pay or a different ways that you could do that through the site. People will be able to donate art, women donate art. You don't need to know Web3. Web3 is just a, one of the components for this charity, but it's not like what's leading us, what's leading me, it's to support women. And since the mass world, most of the world, not familiar with Web3, I don't want to, um, you know, prevent them from being able to take part of this. So most of our marketplace is going to be based on the blockchain, but you don't, you, you can pay any way you want. You can look at the art, you can donate art, everything done regularly. There's no need to know anything about Web3 for that. Amazing. I'll attach the links in the description. You can check it out right away. Thank you for doing this for all of us. Talking about mental health, you have been a mental health advocate and I love this quote on your website, forever dreamer and an unconditional positive human being. What inspired you to write this? Why, why it's inspiring me for this? You asked? How, how did you come up with this statement? This is such a good thought. It's just me. I am definitely a forever dreamer. <laughs> I do what I dream and I, I, I dream and I do. Um, I think that and, and forever positive. Yes, I'm a very positive person. I'm not going into any fights and, you know, I'm very, there's no, there's no reason. I keep myself away from negativity, from drama, from issues. And I'm just, you know, I've just, I just love to love and I love people and I love to give and to support. And I think that the dreamer, it's the best thing to be in the world, at least for me, uh, because, you know, I can tell you that when I started the nonprofit and I got my baby, the market crashed as well. So I, I, I had less time to focus on business and that's okay because I rather build something I'm passionate about and do what I love than run after the money. I don't care about the money because I believe when you do what you love and when you wake up in the morning passionate and hungry for the for the next day and you don't know what's coming up and that's the most amazing thing you don't know what's the new day brings that's the most exciting part of this life and then you can build whatever you want on it it's like a white canvas and you can enjoy every minute of it because you do what you're passionate about and the money component will come with it. You will figure that out. Of course, you can't leave it out completely. You have to make money because we live in where we live in a material world. But at the end of the day, making money doesn't mean that you have to do something you don't like. This is 2023. You can be and do whatever you want. And that's the magic of, you know, the world and, and the online world and, and, and being true to yourself and love what you do and and just and just believe in yourself. Amazing. How did your personal experience of loss and grief shape your perspective on life, work, and what what are the lessons you learned that you could share with us? When I lost my mother, it was um, it was a hard one because my mother was like my sister, uh, we were very, very close. And she, I lost her when she was just 53 years old. <laughs> she was, <clears throat> she, she was very young and wild and, and a business woman as well. Um, and she was very inspiring human being. 
And when I lost her, I realized that, you know, life is very, very short and unexpected. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And there's no way I'm going to live this life, just random life, boring life, do something just to fulfill someone else's needs or wishes or, or to do something just to, to, to finance myself. I wanted to always to do something from passion. And that's how I've been. I've been, even before she passed away, I've always been doing things from passion. Like I told you, I left uh, to New York, opened my first business when I was 21. Had no idea what I was doing, opening a plumbing and constructions company. Like, what? I'm 21. Just how would I know what's plumbing and constructions? But I met this guy. He was a plumber and we decided to open it together. Uh, and it was a best experience because it was a failure, which which is a, the one the the best thing that happened to me is that that was a complete failure. But it wasn't a failure because it was something. It was my school. It was my university to to learn from. I created, uh, the, you know, the logos by painting. There was no computers at the time, and I was uh, handing people flyers hand by hand, and we were struggling to find clients and and to do marketing. And I learned marketing as I was going, as doing this, because if I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't know that this is possible and, and how what is marketing all about and how you can reach more people. And I, you know, for me, I've always done things from what my feelings are. I've always done things that I thought that they were right from my guts, not from because, oh, I think, uh, I see that this brings money to someone else or this is doing this. No, I feel like I want to do it. I'm going to do it. On 2006, I've after I, I traveled in India. I came back from India and I, I, I went on MySpace. MySpace was the first ever social media platform that I was visiting on. And on MySpace, there was a guy who wrote me, Hi, Tal, would you like to have a cup of tea one day? And I looked at his profile and I saw only caribbean islands pictures but it was no picture of him but it, it got me curious i was 24 and i wrote him back and i said uh, maybe one day and we started to exchange emails there was no whatsapp there's no nothing there was no communication tools so we emailed each other and we emailed a few emails like a day or two even maybe four days of back and forth sharing a little bit about our lives and we decided to hop on a skype call now, Skype just came to the world. It was literally just the beginning. I went on a Skype call. I saw this guy barely, and I told him, listen, man, I don't know who you are. He was a French guy. He was older than me, 15 years older than me, living on a, a Caribbean island. I told him, listen, I don't know who you are. I don't know where's the island you live on, Anguilla, Anguilla, Angala, whatever the name is. I'm coming. And he said, we oh, oui, okay, why not? You can come, you have extra room. And I thought to myself, I'm going to bring a backpack. I'm going to sleep on the beach. I don't really care about this guy. I'm going to see the islands. I'm going to the Caribbean. And um, I called my sister. I told her, listen, I am flying to this Caribbean island. It's not even on the map because it's that tiny. The name is Anguilla. And if I'm not calling you in three days, please tell mom that I'm on this island. And also send the police or someone to search for me. Okay. And she said, okay. <laughs> and I packed a small bag and I took a flight and I landed on an airport the size of a coffee shop, very tiny place. And there was a line of local people who were standing there looking the same. And there was one guy 
good looking guy, looked like a Greek god, you know, with long hair and, and blue eyes. I was like, oh, this is this guy. So long story short, I met this guy. We fell in love and I stayed on the island and we lived there for three years. And I built my second business, which was Kitesurfing Equipment Dealership Company, which was my passion for kitesurfing. And I decided that I want to bring it out to the world. So I started to learn by myself um, how to do marketing and how to build the websites. And I started to learn coding and design and, 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 and logo and, and everything related to marketing and branding. And, and then Twitter came to the world. And then YouTube suddenly popped up. And then suddenly you saw Facebook groups came out. And then the pages came as well. And I was developed, developing uh, and evolving with the tools together. So my company became from a small local company. We became a very big, successful kitesurfing equipment dealership part, uh, partnership uh, company that worked with multiple brands of kitesurfing around the world. We were very known because we started to upload pictures and stories of ourselves from the Caribbean and from the things that we have been gone through. And I've shared my stories and my pictures. He was a photographer, by the way, and, and a graphic designer. So we worked together to build this website from scratch. There was no editor like WordPress or a, or Wix. There were, it's not, it was not exist at the time. And they literally built everything from scratch. And it was the best, again, best school for me to learn everything while I was doing, while I was 25 or 26, and it was a few years. He was already 40. Um, and we were together building this on the island, traveling the world, you know, experiencing all the Caribbean islands and, and, and different places in, in the United States together. And we came to my country together. And it was just a magical uh, times for me to, to have this school in my life. And then long story short, we moved to Florida. We've been there two years and then my mom got sick and then things changed. But, um, but yeah, but you know, I, when I'm passionate about something, I am going into it. Even if I'm not sure what it is, I don't know what it is because you never know what tomorrow brings. You never know what life is going to bring you. So why not to try worst case you fail and that's okay to fail. It's even very, very important to fail in life in order to succeed. From plumbing company to kite surfing and to social lady and now to win. What an <laughs> amazing journey. And you definitely put yourself first and then figure it out later. That's what I'm taking from this conversation. So what after the Flor after you came to Florida, how did things change? You said yeah, after your mother passed away, they changed. Well, um, you know, I, I left, uh, I, I moved to, I moved out of Florida into Israel to be with my mother when she was sick from the time she got sick until the time she passed away. I was her mother for six months, um, because she, she was, uh, she needed support and I, I stayed there with her. And then when she passed away, our relationship did not last. It's a long story with uh, this this guy, and uh, we decided to divorce. So I moved back to Israel. I left the business to him. Another long story, but I restarted from zero. I started with no mother, no business, no living in the freedom. I just moved back to Israel um, to a tiny apartment, look, starting my life from scratch. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Haven't been in Israel at the time for ten years. 
and and trying to figure out you know my life from the beginning but actually this was the way that i was griefing was creating and doing so my journey in israel i was at the bottom but then it went up pretty much like that because i i established the first digital marketing uh, department at the adler homsky which is the second largest advertising agency in israel at the time uh 2010 and then i was there for almost a year and uh, you know working in an advertising agency and it was a very big advertising agency uh hundreds of workers and i felt like i'm a uh, a nail in 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 the in the whole system and i wanted to do something of my own so i i left and i've established the first college in israel for social media in 2011 um that became huge and that's how i got really known and um you know got a lot of attention for doing this because i started also to utilize facebook a lot and 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 there was not Instagram yet. Instagram just started and it started Instagram and I was on Twitter and I was on different channels when people in Israel didn't even know what I was doing. Like, why would you be in? Someone wrote me one day, why are you sharing your room picture on Facebook? This is so private to put a picture of my room. I put a picture of my screen and you could see what's behind my screen or something. And people told me, oh my God, this is so private to show your room, you know? And people were like, they did not understand this this world. And I was interviewed on television and they were mocking me, kind of telling me, what, Facebook? Who's going to use it? This is a waste of time. You know, no one's going to do business on Facebook. This is just a trend, etc. cetera. And, um, and I was teaching it. So I had 20 leading teachers from the industry, which are the leading, still are, are leading as of today and are good friends. And also I had um, hundreds of of really um uh students and it was the biggest companies in israel who came and learned and everything and it was a great experience uh for me too because again i was jump i jumped into the water not knowing how to build a, a university right a college in israel no clue what i was doing i was jumping and i started to learn how to swim and when i'm in the water um so that's what what happened and it was a great experience just to highlight branch Tal has worked with, she's worked with Coca-Cola, Electric, Electricity Israel Company, Channel 2 News, Breslev, Rest and others. So I had a question on these same lines. When you're jumping into these things, don't you feel anxious about what is going to happen? Or if that thought comes, how do you deal with that thought? If the wet comes, the thought if you get a thought about how oh, I'm yes. going to deal. Yes. So I think that when I jump in the water, I, I don't think much. I just do. If I sit and start to think, hmm, should I do this? Maybe that's too dangerous. Maybe they're going to think about it this way. Maybe people are not going to like it. Maybe. No, there's no time to think. You jump and you do. And I think I do that on everything. You're, for example, this fashion show that I did last month. It was in three weeks. Like, what? I remember I even called a friend of mine. She's a, a, a designer, a stylist. And I asked her for help with some of the clothing. And she said, oh, it's in three weeks? Forget it. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You can't do a fashion show in three weeks. I told her, no, I'm going to do it. The question is, are you going to assist me with some stuff or not? And she's like, sorry, but I don't think you can do it in three weeks. And after I did it, uh, you know, she's like, 
very good. Uh, but uh, so I just jump and do. Sometimes I'm like, how am I going to do this? I have no clue what I'm, let's do A, B, C, D, you know, E, and then I'm going to do and and I'm going to do the next step and the next step and we'll see, you know, I'm not waiting to think if that's going to work or not. I'm just going to jump in the water and learn as I go. And that's the best school. That's the best school, you know? I mean, what's better than experience things on yourself? Of course, it's better to ask someone or learn or read about things that other people already done. That's why I want to be a guide for so many women because I am able to give the tools that I've learned on my own skin. But I am super blessed and I feel very honored to go through those things, to experience things on my skin and be able to execute things even if I failed. That's okay because it made me stronger and, and better all the time. Sometimes the thought of failure and future regret stops people from getting into things. So what would you like to tell them? Fear is what stops us from doing things. A lot of people are moved by fears and they are, you know, they, they prevent themselves from do things because of fear. And it's, it, it's okay. It, it makes sense. Fear also protects us. You know, sometimes we're fear, we're preventing disasters from coming or preventing bad things to happen. But a lot of times fears are blocking us from doing things that we want to do and are very important for us. So I would recommend you to try and overcome a fear. Try to think, what if I will succeed? What will happen? What an amazing feeling is if this will actually work? And also try to think, what are the consequences if it's not going to work? So you tried. So you, tr you tried and you failed. So what? Who cares about what other people think? Remember always that your failure is your lesson, is your experience. And it's something that you are going to take with you to the next steps of your life. And this is so important to understand that because when you are failing, it's your thing and it's it belongs to you. And you're taking the experiences and the lessons with you to the next steps. So don't be afraid of fear. Don't be afraid of uh, st taking step. Don't be afraid. Don't let the fear stop you. Take that step. Move forward. Plan the future. And always envision in your brain. Tell yourself, this is going to happen. That's it. If I want this, it's going to happen. And I put in front of me the picture of how is it going to be. I literally telling loudly to the world. I'm, I'm talking about it and saying, this is what I'm planning to do. And that's how it's going to happen. And this is how it's going to look like at the end. And that's how I reach this goal. Because I'm, I am so driven to receive this goal and go forward and not let anything stop me on the way. That that's how you win. Wow. That's so much high self-esteem and confidence. How do you bring that? How do you stop the negative self-talk? So I think that... Um, to stop negativity thoughts, you have to replace them with good thoughts. So whenever you have a negative thought in your brain, try to put yourself out of your brain, like to think, ah, look what I'm thinking about. This is not good. Let's try to think about something else. I literally sometimes having conversations with myself. If I have a bad thought coming to my brain, I'm thinking, oh, 
you know, I have I have this fashion show to pull out in three weeks. I'm never going to do it. You know, I've thought to myself, oh, she even told me this lady, you're never going to do it. And I thought to myself, maybe she's right. Am I not going to do it? But then I'm thinking to myself, Tal, this is a thought. Make it go away and think about something else. Immediately, I'm, I'm thinking of how this is going to happen. What is it going to be? How is it going to look like? So I'm replacing the bad thought with a good one. And it's literally what's saving my day. It's literally what I'm training my brain to, to think about the good and the positive things and the results and what's the, the goal, the end, what's the end picture that I want to see in front of me. And that's what I'm focusing on this. And with time, I learned how to prevent the more, the more you are, I think the more you practice your brain on thinking of good thoughts, the more, the less you will think bad thoughts. As of today, you know, I have this huge mission to do this fashion show in two weeks, in two months, you know, I told you about in the yacht. I have two months to pull out a show. I have no clue. I don't have the models yet. I don't have the clothing yet. Like I have no clue what I'm going to do. Literally, this is like a very big thing I took on myself. But I'm seeing how it's going to, I'm envisioning in my brain, what do I want the results to be? And that's where I'm aiming to. I put tasks list on my desk every day and I'm writing off the things that I'm accomplishing and creating new ones and not thinking about anything else that will distract me or take me into a negative space or place uh, to prevent me from succeed. So I would recommend everyone who has a goal or who has something they want to reach to, to focus on this, to make sure that you know where you're going to and not be afraid of the bad negative thoughts. Just let them go and try to bring in positive thoughts. It's it's gonna work. Wow, flush your mind with the positive thought so that the negative gets washed away. Uh, just dominated with positive thoughts. Next question I wanted to ask about quitting. You have started so many ventures. You have moved on trying different things and moving on. I was reading this book from Seth Godin, uh, which is called Dip. The book's name is Dip. He talks about quitting um, in two ways. If you're not getting there or if it is not working out, quit immediately. And if you think it's going to work, even if it is tough time, you double down and don't quit until you become the world's best in that particular field. So throughout these ventures, throughout these times, when did you, how did you decide to stop it? Okay, I need to move forward. Or how did you think that this is the thing that I need to keep pursuing till I become the world's best in it? I believe you are world's best in as a social social lady and a social media influencer. So how? I think that when you believe in something and you believe it in it deeply, and you enjoy doing it, then you don't give up. When you are doing something that you feel, and it's not only that, by the way, you know, for example, the kitesurfing company that I had, I was trying to, before I split it to to my ex-husband, I was trying to, I was trying to run it when I was in Israel. At the same time, while I while I had other things I did and rebuild myself from scratch, and it took me time to realize that this is not gonna work. 
this is just I'm trying like I was trying to keep the website up and other things but I realized at some point that I have to give up and it took me a few years to actually give up and say okay this is not gonna work I mean I tried to focus on this but do other things it's not gonna work so you have to understand at some point when something you're working hard on even if you're you know, you're passionate about, but you, you don't have the tools or the resources, or it's not the right time for you to do it, it might not work. And that's okay. And you need to learn how to give up on things. And you need to learn how to move forward. So I decided when I moved back to Israel to focus on building my digital marketing knowledge and agency and, and all those things, rather than focus on something from the history on the Kitesurfing in the Caribbean, which I don't live there anymore, it's not my life anymore. All the website is about my past life, about living on this island with this guy. It belongs to the past. And I was trying to preserve it and keep it alive. And here, I think it's the first time I ever shared this even. And um, But it, I have realized at some point that this is not going to work. And actually, I have a new passion, which is the, the, the digital and the online branding and the self-growth and all those things that you can actually do and and build yourself from scratch like i did so i took the experience that i had with it building from nothing you know what this this equip this kitesurfing company which was a huge success and 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 take all the the tools and the lessons that i had and and teach them to other people and that's what i you know i was doing with the agency so at the end of the day you know i think that um well i have a blackout what was the question for a second the the quitting no the quitting yeah yeah so when that, you decide to quit and when do you decide to keep going on in that oh particular no, yeah, thing exactly so you know the agency as well you know i had moments that i said maybe i should quit you know i mean it's maybe i i, I don't know maybe maybe it's not for me i, I don't know if i want to i had a team of 15 people and 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 a lot of work and everything was great but still i was I had moments that maybe I thought that it's not for me. Maybe I thought I want to focus on the nonprofit and I never had the time to do it when I was all the time around my company. And now since the market crashed and, uh, you know, the, the crypto market crashed and also I reduced a little bit of, of the work amount so I can focus on two babies that I have at home and the nonprofit, which I'm doing all together. But that's okay. And that's the best. It's all about balance in life. You have to understand when something doesn't work, don't push it too hard. It, it, it means that if you really believe in it and you think that's going to work, then don't give up. That's the most important thing. Don't give up. When I started my nonprofit, it was just when my kid was born. It was just in the time that the market crash, you know, the, the crypto crash and it was a web, it's a web three thing. And it was just when I had less clients and less, you know, income than I used to have in the past, but I didn't give up. I was working on it and it's not even for money. It's just to support women, right? It's not even to, for my own financial. I don't make a penny from this. I just, I just spend money on this all the time and I do it because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. And now I got those opportunities coming up which I believe are going to be a big deal for a win and, and, and it's going to change a lot of things. But we're growing all anyway. I already grew a lot and I have a lot of people who are supporting the cause, a lot of known people and a lot of anonymous, wonderful people as well. Um, and I am feeling very blessed and grateful for 
keeping my passion going and creating, you know, those tools for women and be able to pursue my passion and be able to help others. And there's nothing that I more passionate about than helping others and supporting women and girls and giving them the tools that I have um, in my life. Beautiful. One question again, stepping back. For that time, you had quit those that surfing website and the work that you're doing. Did you ever feel that that many years of my life were wasted? I wish I would have used that in something else. I would have progressed much further in that other field. So do you regret wasting time for anything that didn't work out or how do you deal with it? Uh, no, not at all. I, as I said, I don't regret anything, nothing that I've done. I mean, this is my journey. This is the path I was supposed to walk on to reach where I am. If I skip those few years, which I wasted my time, I would not be who I am today. And I would not have those tools to give those ladies and women and girls that I want to give it to, or even to everyone, to my own children, to my own surroundings, to people that I love to my followers even on the different social media platforms or to anyone that I feel like bringing some of those tools and knowledge and experience and lessons. And I wouldn't have them if I would skip those years. So I wouldn't skip anything in this lifetime and I wouldn't change anything. Really the only thing that I would love to change or skip, but it's nothing that I can do about it. It's my mother's death. But again, this is the only thing that is out of my control. And it's also part of what made me who I am today. As Let's talk about social media. You started when there was nothing. There was no social, there was nothing as social media. There were no website. There was no, not even computer. But now there are so many social media platforms, everything coming new in Web3. Also, there are new platforms. Twitter goes through updates each and every day. YouTube goes through updates. People are crying about algorithms. And how do you deal with uh, the changing social media? How do you adopt to the changes? I think that as part of being a business owner, you have to know how to adapt. Life is not just a one live stream. There's always ups and downs. The market is changing. The technology is changing. The world is changing. People are changing. Um, attitudes are changing. Markets are changing. So many things are changing all the time. And if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have to know how to adapt and to change accordingly. I think that and I feel like that's what I changed a lot through the years because I started, you know, uh, with the kite surfing thing. And then I continued to build the the social media department at Adler Chomsky. And then I continued to build um, a college about social media. And then Instagram came to the world. And then I joined Clubhouse. And then I joined Twitter Spaces. And there, the audio apps came so fast and so strongly and changed a lot. And the podcasting uh, evolution have created a lot of changes. And there are so many things that affecting what we do. And now, of course, the AI, I mean, that's it. This is the, another level of change that is going to just, that's a whole conversation, of course, the AI, but AI is the future and it's not even the future, it's the present. And when people will realize that, 
I hope they're not going to be left behind. Everyone has to go on the AI as of today and understand that concept and, and, and the tools that it's bringing with it. There's so many things that we can ease our lives when it comes to AI. So many things we can ease our business and our routine and the way that we build businesses and we market ourselves. So many things that the AI can bring to the table. So this is another change that revolutionized the humanity. And I think that to keep up with trends, you have to be really with your uh, fingers on the pulse and listen and learn and observe and all the time be involved, especially as a business owner. You can't be left behind. I see some people who are still doing only Facebook page, you know, Facebook page and Facebook ads. There's so many things out there to work with and to learn from that rather than only one thing that you know because you've been building on it for years. And I think that it's very, very crucial for everyone, by the way, not just a business owner, but also people who work in nine to five somewhere uh, for someone else, they, their jobs might be lost tomorrow. Everyone needs to be understanding what's going on in the world and where we are going to, because this is not anymore the future, it's the present. How do you stay up to date with the latest digital trends? So I read a lot. I listen to podcasts. I am following uh, different, um, you know, different um, websites who have information about it. And uh, I listen to lectures and I, I speak and I try things myself. And I also write about it. I have two blogs, one in Hebrew, one in English. We have, I think, four to five articles per month on each language. And you can read all about it. You can learn from it. It's all in the website. Um, I have literally an educational center in our website on social lady website. And, and I think that it keeps me up to date and it's very important to keep up to date, of course. So what are your two favorite podcasts? My two favorite podcasts. I love to listen to Pio and, uh, and, uh, Pio and nail. Um, I love to listen to. I forgot the other one. I mean, there are so many. Uh, I have a, a few Hebrew ones that I listen to, like Yael Glazer and um, um, also Avi Zaitan one. And um, who else? Sorry, it's Nick and Pio. I said nail. It's Nick and Pio. They're great. Um, yeah, there are a bunch of them that I love. Talking about AI tools that everybody needs to be aware of, can you name two tools that viewers can implement right away? Yeah, sure. Uh, there are a few great tools. One of them is um, uh, StreamYard. StreamYard is a tool that enables you to create uh, live videos. You can stream it on different channels at the same time. So you can see it on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on, um, on your own platform. And there's so many amazing on, on the Facebook group, Facebook page, Facebook personal. There's so many tools that this uh, tool brings, so many things that it enables. You can do a, a logo and a branding and comments. You can see them while they're running and you can have multiple people and a lot of great uh, things that I've, I love utilize. I love also using Loom, Loom, L-O-O-M, which is a tool that enables you to uh, record yourself and send it to, very easily to others, like a link, and then you can share it. You can, again, make like a marker while you're sharing something on the screen. There's so many tools out there. I mean, um, 
I love a tool that is called, um, let me remember just a second. I think his name is like Hyponus. Hyponus. It's hypotenus, sorry, hypotenus. And that's an AI um, generator that you are able to create uh, content with it and a lot of things uh, it helps you to do. Um, Dell E, um, what else? There was a Cynthia AI, which is very comfortable to create videos. Uh, I love uh, Twitter Spaces as an audio app uh, that I, I love to use. So many others. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. Definitely, we'll check into Social Ladies website to stay updated on all the new tools also coming in. Mm-hmm. I want to know about social drama. The, when the social market goes drama. down, there's a lot of drama, drama. People yeah. crying, people getting angry at each other, people blaming. And uh, so the, when the markets are good, everybody is having a FOMO, fear of missing out. But when market is down, everybody is shouting at each other. There's a lot of hate, anger, tear, jealousy. And uh, Twitter is, as they say, Twitter is the place to get angry and Instagram makes you feel jealous in a way. So how you're the social lady, you dominate on each and every platform. How do you deal with the drama that comes along on the social network? I just don't deal. I don't go where drama is. I literally keep away. I have no clue who is against who. I, I don't I don't care. I don't deal with it. It's just a waste of my energy and time. And I'm spending my time and energy on building and creating and helping and working and networking and not creating any drama. So it's so out of my bubble, <laughs> I may say. Totally. Awesome. Ignore. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorance is a bliss. Ignorant is a bliss. I'm telling you, I grew up my, 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 my whole entire childhood. My sisters used to call me the bubble because I fly in my own world. I do my own things. And I think that protects me. Why would I get involved in any other someone else's drama? I don't let anyone share with me drama. Like tell me, oh, this guy and this guy. I said, I don't want to know. Not on my business. I don't care. I literally don't care. I, why would I deal with this? This is such a time waster. And I think that people who are dealing with drama are those who are going to stay behind at the end because you're so busy in dealing with drama that you don't have time to actually do other things. But again, that's my opinion and I just t- try to stay away from it. <laughs> How do you deal with people who are trying to pull you into the drama or putting some allegations on you or any it's- sort of things that comes as a part of being famous? I just... Um... First of all, I don't I don't hear anything. Maybe people talk about me or whatever, but again, again it's it's because I don't really care what people say. I don't care. I I don't put any even not a minimum effort on what someone else has to say about me. I I literally it's not exist for me. I don't I talk backs, you know, a lot of times when I there's an article out there and people write stuff about me on the, on a talkbacks you say in english i'm not sure but the where the comments are i don't care i don't read this i don't mind this i know who i am i know very well um what i am capable of i know what i've been through my the people who i dare uh, or i care and and they're dear to my heart they know who i am and that's all matter 
that's it sometimes when you're reading through comments we love reading all the positive reviews and comments but there's sometimes who writes somebody's there's something who writes a negative comment you cannot ignore that right that's right in front of you so how does your mind react to that in that place i am i the only thing i feel for someone who writes bad comment on an article i created or something like that is pitiness is i feel sorry for him that he took the time and he bothered to write it you know and sometimes it could be comment that uh creates a conversation and that's okay it's everyone has different opinions not everyone has to think the same as i am and that's okay but if it's a nasty one or it's a not nice like a bad one then i just ignore because it's really i just feel sorry for this guy and i empathy for him seriously i don't even care that this was written there and i i i just feel bad for him not for me i know exactly who i am he's not disturbing me and by the way that took me time because i had a lot of articles and press out there and i got a lot of comments with through the years and i at the beginning it was harder for me to adjust why would someone write something like that what did i do to him and this and that but i realized the more time passed that those are the small people who are looking at you and thinking oh i did not reach there i did not get there i did not do that and it, it's just like a mirror for themselves it's not even it's not even about me here it's about them so i don't even pay any attention to that amazing i hope you all can reach that level very soon tal yes. can you tell us a time mm-hmm. tal can you tell us a time when you ran a social campaign and that didn't go according to the plan sure it things happening you know the social campaign a lot of time is an experiment that you are doing so because i have a lot of experience i know how to uh make it as the best as possible but sometimes the market is changing suddenly there's a war suddenly the market crash a lot of things can happen on the way and it happened to me too but then you have to adjust to it and you have to understand that this is not about all about me it's not all about what we do in the marketing it depends on the clients it depends on the on the market depends on the competition depends on the audience it depends on so many things that are dependent on at the end of the day if a campaign is going to work out or not um but we are you know when we build a campaign for someone we are aware of all these things and uh we're building it accordingly we're just uh knowing that things might go wrong and that's it you said you have experience a lot of experience now but in the initial days can you share a story when like you were in absolute shock that this didn't go or there was a technical failure or the yes. campaign yes. didn't work out as you thought and what did you how did you go about it well um i you know i had a client that a, a nft project that i worked with and it was on uh 2021 i think and um what happened is we did the campaign we started to do the selling for their nft project we started to launch the, the project and then suddenly the ukraine war started i think it was 2021 right when it started the ukraine war i think it was in february 2021 if i'm not mistaken 22 22 oh, march 22 actually 22 yeah 
2022 sorry so it was um so it was an like we started it on february 0222 yes exactly that's the time so and and that actually all the market crashed so no one else bought anymore everyone dealt only with the war there was not any more conversations about projects and things like that it was very hard to bring them back to market but we took a different approach so we decided to change the path of the campaign and we brought help from that project to Ukraine and we built a whole new level of communication with the audience and with the tools that we had and we just you know you have to adjust again you have to adjust you have to understand that a market plan and a strategy of a market a marketing strategy it's something that might change on the way because things happening and maybe the audience is changing and the world is changing and technology is changing suddenly there's AI so you can create other new things that you couldn't before so there are a lot of things that has to be taken in consideration when you're doing a campaign um, and that's that's how you roll basically so staying up to date with the trends using using what happens around as to your advantage that's a lovely idea thank you for that sure next question about networking you have we have seen so many photos of you going to parties and events and social networking in big cities everywhere around us and the world and there's networking on social media what are your tips for networking on social media on social media or in real life or both 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 first of all when you're coming to a place make sure you get to know everyone okay as many people as possible when you're going into a place you sometimes maybe even see someone and you think hi it looks like not important like oh she looks like the assistant of someone or this guy i don't think i need to meet him meet them you never never know what's going to come out <clears throat> a lot of times when i am in events i'm literally trying to connect with a lot of people as many as possible to to um to get to know them by the way it might not even be a result of a day or two after maybe a year or two after you might meet this person and he's might he might going to be in a different place or you might need him you never know so communicating with people on real in real events and by the way on the stage too wherever you go online on different platforms stage i mean audio stage right but you can go on social media platform and communicate with other people it's very basic for success everything is about your network everything is about the people that you meet about the network that you build your network is your net worth i know i'm sure you know that sentence but at the end of the day the people you know are going to affect a lot on your success or your failure or anything that you do in life so make sure you communicate also with the right people don't just just, just don't just communicate with everyone uh in a way that some people are the drama makers you know you don't want them to drag you into the drama or you have to pay attention to the people that you feel like uh you can attract to you have a conversation with them and try to connect with them literally try even you know sometimes i say keep your friends close and your enemies closers even people you think you're not going to be friends with or you think they're like problem makers troublemakers or anything get to know them you never know you want to be on their side you don't want you know you want to be able to 
to have the network to communicate with people when when time comes there is so much noise on social media the whole timeline is filled with tweets from random people and i'm i'm, I'm sure that is the case in all of the platforms especially instagram and tiktok reels are a big distraction how do you filter the noise and focus on what's important so first of all there are a lot of tools today that supports this i don't really use them but i know that people are using them there are tools who actually prevent you from going on and scrolling on instagram all day they will tell you oh they will give you like a, a notification saying that you are too much on instagram or you're too much spending time on this on this they will help you to navigate your time and uh, organize your time when you are spend that you're spending on the social media platforms so that's a one thing that people want to know i think there i don't remember the names by but i know that there are some tools out there but in general you have to remember that when you are really focused on something and sometimes it happens to me you know i find myself going to the social media platform going into facebook or into and yes i'm still going to facebook sometimes and going to instagram or twitter and i find myself scrolling but then i tell myself tal you have xyz to accomplish for the day so i i'm always putting myself goals for the day and i want to make sure that i accomplish them that day and not wasting any time on spending on something else so what i do is i start with a list of things to accomplish if i accomplish them I can sit and chill with a phone. To be honest, I never have time to sit and chill even for a second. I have two babies at home, so I have no I have zero time to chill. At night we're awake with a baby, so um but uh to have um sorry, but to have um 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 to to you have to really learn how to not distract yourself and just keep them close keep your phone away you see my phone is is here it's it's on the on the this is up nothing disturbs me because we're on a conversation and just keep notifications off my notifications are off for everything except whatsapp uh and s and texts those are the two things that are on uh, and that's okay and also in whatsapp i have a lot of muted you know conversations as well um so make sure only what's important comes up not even emails because we get so many spams not notifications from social media platforms that's the worst um and and anything that you can li- limit your notifications as much as you can so you can focus on what you do you know as you're talking about your babies i want to go and talk to you about motherhood but before that we'll just get one question done in the social uh, topic If you want to reach somebody like Elon Musk, we want to get Elon Musk on Rockla's radio this podcast. How do you reach him if you just have social media to your access? Or how to make that So, to reach someone on Elon Musk's level, uh you know, there's first of all they're very accessible in the social media platforms. But, you know, I mean, you can go to Elon Musk DM and and write him from time to time maybe he will see something but uh i know that gary v is looking at him sometimes or he's been approached to some of those messages by his team but i think that if you want to reach someone you can reach him there's no person in the world if i want to reach him i will reach and how will i do that because 
it really depends on what you want to say. If you just want to say, hi, what's up, then it's not relevant. You know, it's not even interesting. If you want to reach and you have a, an idea or a goal or something that you are doing and you want someone else to see it, someone like someone who has a lot of followers or someone is bigger uh, in the industry and you want to try to reach him, then you can do it. It's just a matter of persistence. Check who is working with him, who is his agent or what is his contact details. Everyone has a contact details. Maybe it's his team, his support. You have to start and, and, and do it. I mean, it's just a matter of being consistent, being, being uh, persistent and, uh, and do it. Wow. I think we have a fresh story on that as you sh shared about going to Gary V's private yard party. How did you reach Gary V and make this made this possible? Well, I remember that at Art Basel, I was walking around Art Basel last year on uh, 2022. I was walking around and um, with a friend and we saw Gary on the stage. Now, Gary, I've been following Gary since 2006 when I was in the Caribbean island. That's where I started to listen to him. And he was part of my, uh, you know, kind of a guide mentors online to listen to. Uh, he was talking about social media and how it's evolving. And I was in the same same boat with him. I was be big believer in social media before anyone else even knew what it is. And um, I, we kind of predicted the future. And so, and he came with the wine company. I came with the kitesurfing company. And we both built it at the same, I think it was kind of at the same time when social media exploded and just started. And so I, I love Gary for a long, many years and uh, for a long time. And on Art Basel last year, I went with a friend and we saw him speaking on one of the stages. He was sitting on the, on the, on the stage. There were like a thousand people there. And I told my friend, I can't believe I still didn't speak with Gary. This is like ridiculous. I really want to talk to him about my nonprofit. And, um, and I have so many friends who know him. It doesn't make sense. I didn't even speak to him. So my friend told me, okay, you want to wait until he's going to finish this talk on stage and let's go to him. And I told him, no, there are like a thousand people here. I'm not going to stand online. When this is going to need to happen, it will happen. And you'll see, Gary and I will speak. I'm not worried. It's going to happen when time comes. And we went away from that event. And the day after, there was a World of Women event. And I went to the World of Women event. There was the evening event. I came with this dress, with this setup thing. And I went to the red carpet and I was pulled by the videographer to do an interview uh, and I was interviewed by uh, the world of women uh, character over there the blue lady and she interviewed me da, 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 to the camera and then a second after I was about to finish Gary V came they, they pulled him too he came in he was standing right next to me and he had in his interview and I thought that's it that's my lucky day I'm gonna speak to this uh, lovely guy right now and uh, that's what happened he finished the interview I, I came to him and I, I introduced myself Although there was thousands of people behind me, uh, you know, approaching him, but I was literally next to him. So I was able to speak to him and I talked to him about my nonprofit and uh, he gave me his email and we, we, and that's the rest is history. How does it work? Did you just start talking about yourself or how did you maintain your p posture? Like people get excited when they, and they are not able to keep calm and they just, just go haywire about things. So what did you do at that moment? What was your conversation like? 
Well, I knew that I have exactly a, a second, right? A, maybe five seconds with him before everyone else is going to come, he's going to go. There are a lot of people around. So I was very focused on introducing myself and telling him very briefly what I do, what I have in mind to make sure that he understands very clear and he likes it and hopes he's liked, he's going to like it and be interested. And he was. And he replied to me very fast, you know, right to my email and we'll look at it. And I said, thank you. And that's it. I didn't even hold him for a second after. Uh, and um, and then three days after I went back to back home to L.A. and I wrote him the email. And eight minutes after he replied with his team and we'd started a conversation. Yeah, literally eight minutes after. Eight uh, minutes. Was- Just within eight minutes. Wow. Yes. Eight minutes after he replied, he CC'd his team. They replied to me, told me they want to meet. And day after, we had a call together. We wasn't on the call. I was with his team. But we talked about everything, and it was great. The rest is history. That is thrilling even to imagine. Wow. It's, One it's, person. I'm telling you, when you focus on what you want, and you are... Again, you, you know that you want to do that and you are bringing it out to the universe. And I'm not that spiritual person. I'm really not. I don't do meditation and I'm very bad in these things. But I believe that if you want something and you say it out loud and you are acting towards it, it's going to happen to you. So literally a day before I said, you know what? I'll meet Gary when time will come. And... It, it came a day after who was who would even think about it you know so you never know when it's gonna come and and be ready for it and and know what you do when it's coming you know I mean it's 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 just like that believe in it and it will happen to you tal I'm telling this in front of you right as we are doing this podcast that Elon Musk is gonna be on rock class radio <laughs> very soon. November yes. 22nd November 2023 <laughs> Yes I have some other characters I would love to to connect with uh maybe before Elon even but uh yeah but Elon will be great as well <laughs> About you met Gary at the physical event do you have a story from somebody unreachable that you reached only through social media first of all um uh, my ex-husband i met through social media you know so that's uh social media is magical <laughs> it's really you never know where who you're gonna meet um but yes yeah, so you know i communicated with a lot of people who are everyone is reachable there's no unreachable people people are reachable we are all the same we're all human beings we all have you know same dreams and 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 some people are just having more experience and more knowledge than others and are able to give more tools and, and create more influence than others. But we are all the same. So everyone is reachable. Um, and um, I think that at the end of the day, sorry, I'm list, I hear my, my son over there. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it's all about how persistent you are, how much you really want something. And when you want something, you can achieve it. Some people do it in different, some, some, everyone doing it in different ways. Some people are writing millions of DMs and until they get answered, or some people will go through an agent or will try to drive to his house to stand in the door. I don't know. There's, you know, 
But at the end of the day, if you really want something, you can achieve it. So you have to just believe in it. And uh, don't be afraid to approach people on DMs, on on go to their support and say that you want to meet them. And don't be afraid to try and take the step. Everyone is the same. We equal. Everyone is worthy. A conversation with everyone. I would love to speak to every human being that approaching my way and I've no one is less than the other. And so that's why Elon Musk is interesting. But I would also love to meet, you know, uh, I have this wonderful lady who comes today to help me with my baby. And I love her not less than anyone else that I would love. I'm so happy and grateful to meet her, not less than anyone else else that he's known and have a lot of influence. So there's for me, everyone is equal. That's the most important thing. Adam is here and we let's talk about motherhood. You're a 40 under 40. So that's how I I got a judgment about your current age. So that's pretty advanced for some, some, some lady to decide to have a child, right? People usually have in their 20s or 30s. So how did you decide that, okay, at this age or at this period, I would love to have my children? Well, I think that... um... I found a man that I love. I found a good partner in life. I think I reached a point where I've done it all. I've been through so many things. I've built my career. I feel ready for kids. And on age 38, I just started and I had my first daughter. And then on age 40, I had my second boy. Today I'm 41. Um, And um, I feel very blessed. But there is no age for it. Some people are already younger. Some people are already older. Everyone has his own individual path. It's so different from everyone. So it's not like my, me having a children and when I was 38, it's the best thing. Everyone, everyone's journey is good. I do think that you need to, to, to have children in elder age brings you more maturity, more relaxation. I'm much more calm. I, I know how to deal with the kids. I'm also multitasking, you know, running my business and running the nonprofit and traveling and speaking on different places around the world and raising two children and always being with them means that a lot of times, you know, only when I fly, I fly for three days here and three days here, but um, all the time I work from home, I work from my office in, is in my home. So most of the day I'm with the kids um, weekends, they have no school. So I'm with them all the time on the weekends. And when I'm with my children, I'm never with my phone, never with the computer, always with them focus hundred percent. And I think that's, that's the way to live. So motherhood for me, it's the best thing that happened to me in the planet. I think that I always thought that how I'm going to combine kids with my life, it's going to be very complicated. But at the end of the day, it was the best thing that happened to me. My children are everything for me. They're so beautiful inside out. Wow. They're so amazing. And I'm so blessed to have them as as my children, to be a mother to them. They're just amazing, really. And they're teaching me so much. I never thought even that I will learn so much. But I'm, I'm learning about myself a lot of things that I didn't even know. And I'm learning about motherhood and about strength, about Cal, can you hear me? women and about multitasking I think and I lost about the magic of this world and life. And they're just amazing. I can talk about them for hours, Hello. but we don't have hours anymore. <laughs> Ask. 
Yeah. It's amazing to have children at a later age because you are financially also very settled and you don't have to chase around things and also take care of a baby. So there are a lot of plus points to having kids at a advanced age. But there are some negatives also that my parents or our parents tell us that why you should have kids early. One of them is that you'll be very old when that uh, ch- ch- children is in his youth and they'll have to stay dependent on each other or there many parents in India at least I've heard or in traditional countries they have kids so that they can take care of them when they are old so what do you think about these points I don't I didn't make kids for myself I made kids for their own lives I didn't make kids so they will take care of me when I'm old that's very egoistic way to see it at least from my point of view i am super happy to have my children in the age that i am because i'm able to give them tools that i would not be able to give them 20 years ago i think that i i educate them in a way that they will be strong and free and i'm not you know not cuddling them too much i mean i'm cuddling them a lot but i don't wrap them in the only pink world i am you know, we're grow together. They see me as an inter- entrepreneur. They see my, my failures and my, uh, my successions. And they're a part of my life. And they're growing to a mother who is very strong and independent. And I'm giving them the tools to be that way too. And I wouldn't be able to do all that if it was uh, many years ago. So I don't, do, I don't do children for myself. I did children for themselves, for, for their own life. For me, it's just an extra. Actually, for me, it's even, I, you know, it's harder to have kids. It's not really for me. But I am feeling very, very blessed to have them. And it's the best, the best lessons that I, I'm getting in life. And, um, and again, it's, it's the age is just a benefit, to my opinion, to be elder. Because you are, as you said, more stable, more confident, more relaxed. I'm able to buy them anything they want. Um, and still we're, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, 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 I'm not raising them to be spoiled or to have everything they want. They need, first they have everything they want. Yes, they're very young right now, right? So they have everything they want. They're getting the best. But with time, I will, I will teach them independency and you know, even financial uh, resources, uh, communication, and all kind of things that will help them uh, from young age, as much as I can, of course. I still want them to be innocent until they're 38, like I was. I was very innocent <laughs> until I was 38, I'm telling you, until I had a baby girl. Uh, and I hope that I could maybe lock them in the house and keep them for 40 years uh, safe and, and sound. But uh, I know that it's not, this world is, I don't know where it's going into, but I'm here for them and uh, and I'm happy there will be for each other as well. Beautiful. Wow. I wish to see them whenever I visit. Maybe yeah, they'll, they'll have grown up. <laughs> me too. I have two questions for you from the yeah. signature round. This question we ask everybody and we get amazing answers. And it's very subjective and open-ended. Name three people living or dead that you would like to have lunch with. Who would I like to have lunch with? Um, yeah, three people. They can be alive or they can be from the history. 
Alive or Dead, I would love to have lunch with um, Oprah. That's a one person I would love to have lunch with. Um, I would love to have lunch with my mother again, if that's possible, to pick from the history because she's not here. And I would love to have lunch with uh, Jim Morrison because I, um, I love this band and I love music and uh, I have a lot of questions for him. <laughs> so there's a second part to the question. What is one, if you had to ask them one question individually, what one question would you ask? If I had one question to ask them, um, not much. It can be different for different people. Yes. Yeah, so I would ask, well, Jim, I would probably ask a lot about how did he get to this amazing music that he created, what motivated him, things like that. Uh, Oprah, I would love to ask her so many things. <laughs> so there's not one thing. And my mother, wow, so many things. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can only imagine I mean, my mother, what I can ask her. You How have to pick a question for there? both of them. How is it there in, in in heaven? Who's next to you? Like, are you you meeting angels? Did you meet grandfather? Like all those questions. And Oprah, I would ask her about uh, independency, some advice maybe for business advice, women empowerment advice. I would ask her one question. Would you come join WinWeb3 and support women? But I will do that one day. That will happen. I'm not, I mean, I, I know that will happen. We'll get there. Now it is put out into the universe through this podcast. So it is definitely going to happen. I hope she even hears this podcast, at least this clip of it. <laughs> Tal. Yes. What do you think about art? What is art for you? Art. Art for me is life. Art is everything. Art is part of what we create, what we eat, what we breathe. I, I, I love painting from very, very young age. I'm very connected to a lot of artists in the world. And um, I feel that art will change the world like it created the world. It's going to change the world because it's, it's, it's in everything that we do. It's, it's in our, our clothing. It's in fashion. It's in, it's in our food. It's in, it's in painting. It's in everything that you see around you is artists, artistics, even the furnitures. Everything is has art in it. And um, yeah, I adore art. It's it's amazing. Many a times I deal with this question that art is a selfish pursuit. So I ask the I love to get your thoughts on what does art do for society or what does art creating art do for others? Art creates an opportunity for people to express themselves. It gives people a way to share feelings and thoughts and things that words can say. I feel it's a life savior for a lot of people and youth as well. And I feel that it's not only beautiful, but it's very motivating to create something else. So when you're uh, creating art, a lot of times if I, I want to do something, I sometimes take myself and paint. So I have time to think even clear, clearer. And I have more time to adjust my thoughts. Or maybe if I want to relax after a very emotional day or something happened, I'm going and I'm painting and that relief me. And that takes away all the 
burdens and and the and the stress that I might have. So it it gives a lot of solution to mental things, to physical things, to thoughts. Um, yeah, it's it's part of it's part of everything. As I said, I think it's uh, very important to as you mentioned. It helps ourselves, right? It helps us to reveal, uh, relieve of stress. It is a very personal therapy kind of thing. But that makes me wonder what if if art is something that is giving me happiness or that is helping me resolve my problem. It is selfish of me to sell it to others. So I, that is a question that bothers me. How does an artwork created by us impact somebody else's life? Artwork definitely impacts someone else's lives because art contains colors, contains shapes, and it's known that the brain that is looking at specific colors or shapes can be influenced by them. And uh, a lot of people have art surrounding them that actually relax them. Some people can stare in a picture or in a paint for hours and just let their brain washed into the colors. And there are a lot of ways, you know, I'm not a psychological you know, person, but uh, not like a, I can't, I can't say it formally because I'm not, you know, uh, that's not what I do for a living, but definitely art is part of our uh, involvement in the world. And I know that for me, for sure. I mean, even that I do digital marketing and I do everything that I do is art, I believe. You know, it's my way of doing art. It's creating, it's the networking, it's creating things, it's evolving, it's it's creating websites and 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 ideas and campaigns and 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 all kind of things that I do with my clients or with myself for the nonprofit with my children. We create art. There's so many ways to to create art, and it's all around us, and it, it affect others. All the art that I create affect other people. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's going to be my answer for that. The artwork behind you, have you created or collected? No, the artwork behind me is um, is um, Gabe Weiss. You know Gabe? I have this oh, one. Is Gabe for, Weiss, yes. So this one is Gabe. He, it's something he made for me. And this one, it's Tomer Peretz, who is another great artist. Uh, who created here like a big garbage can with a garbage sack with people around it. Um, and um, I love art. So I'm always surrounded by art and uh, I love supporting artists as well. That's part of what Win does as well. So in this case, what do these two paintings make you feel like when you walk around or look at them? They're calling, calming me down. I love those artists. I love the people behind them. So it's there. It's feel like they're with me all the time. So I love it. You are a big NFT collector as well. So what is your process when you're collecting art from art, Web3 art, NFT art from artists? I am usually very attracted to colors and to realism. Uh, I love human beings paintings and, and art. I love people who, I also love to learn about the artist. A lot of time I go to his profile, learning where is he from? What does he do? What else he created? What's his attitude in general? And uh, those are the ones that I'm investing in usually. And how do you discover these artists? How do I what? Discover them. 
How do I discover them? There are many ways. I mean, uh, Twitter, obviously, you have a lot of them because we're it's a lot of NFT-oriented platform. Uh, but I also go to uh, galleries and I'm taking part of um, artists' events and uh, different conferences related to art and to NFTs, stuff like that. So it's, it's all around us. Art is everywhere. So if somebody who's never presented their work to you, what is the best way for them to reach you or present their work to you? I'm everywhere. I'm very reachable. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on our website, on just pick, you know, LinkedIn, I'm on Clubhouse and so many places, like every platform you can imagine, I'm there and uh, very easy to reach people. I always, I, I I see most of my DMs, although I have a team helping me too, but I love to scroll and see if something popping out of, to my eyes. So it's okay to DM you, you're inviting DMs. Okay. Everyone can DM you. DMs are free. Democracy, it's free of speech. <laughs> you talk, you, in the initial uh, point, you spoke about women and you also spoke about money. So this question is about money and it's an open-ended question. How to make money? How to make money? That's the question. Money yeah. is all around money is around us. Let me let me tell you just a second. Sorry. Um so money is all around us and this is 2023. There are so many ways to make money. You can have a talent in something and you can either teach it others or you can do um, a course about it or you can go ahead and create a mastermind or an, a webinar or something. There is always someone out there who needs your knowledge. There's always someone out there who needs what you have. And you don't even know. Some people think, oh, I know social media or I know cooking, but there are so many cooks out there, so many people who know how to cook. So why would anyone listen to me? Never think this way. Always believe in yourself and understand that there is an audience for everyone. The world is big and there's a place for each and every one of us. So I, for me, for example, I do social media. I do digital marketing. Those things, there are millions of people who do that, right? Who doesn't do it today? There's so many social media gurus and, uh, you know, people who understand you know, the, the social media platforms. But when you brand yourself, when you build yourself, when you are creating a sustainable uh, call to action and you create your own brand with awareness and your own voice and your own look and feel and your own colors or your own um, shapes, something that people can resonate with, something that people can feel as partnering, partnering with you. And I always tell people, you know, understand that branding, it's not about what you know. It's about how you represent it. What do you bring out to the people to see? What do they see when they, what do they talk about you when they are not next to them? This is branding. This is what's left after you are gone. They are, will remember you. They will want more from you and they will resonate with you. So you have to understand your audience. You have to understand who you're approaching to and you have to understand their language. Um, you have to understand what they're more inter most interested in, where are they most of the time spending their time at, what platforms they are spending their time on. 
And then from these points, you can actually build a conversation and your branding around all these points and reach more and more people because when someone likes you, he will bring you to his friends. And when they will like you, they will bring you to his fr their friends. And this goes on and on. So at the end of the day, to really build yourself standing out of the crowd, you have to make sure that you know who you are, bring yourself out, don't be afraid, or bring your message out. Maybe it's not yourself. Not everyone likes to be in front of a camera, but there's so many tools today to even prevent that. With the AI, you can create your own character and have her speaking for you. There's so many ways that you can go beyond that. And also people who not selling any course or not doing that, don't, don't want to sell course or sell their se themselves, can now go and be on Fiverr as a freelance and create other, bring other people from your knowledge and your skills and sell it. Or there's so many ways to make money today, really. If you can, even if you Google today how to make money, you will get so many ideas. I mean, you can create affiliate programs, you can create your own course, you can work with uh, collaboration on, with someone on doing something that uh, messaging out your knowledge. There's so many, so many ways. I mean, it's, it's really endless with today's technology and, and cheap and like you can do it for free. Thank you very much for having me and I uh, hope to see you 